Hi and welcome to Life on the Ground podcast with your host today, Gassim Sheikh. Um, as always, please do subscribe to the channel. Uh, we have content from all different types of sports, as well as venturing into actors, musicians, politicians, something for everybody. Please do subscribe and tell your friends as well. Today's guest, this chap is uh, very close to home, fellow Glaswegian, fellow Pakistani Glaswegian, um, multi-talented individual, uh, actor, model, presenter, community worker, football enthusiast. I say, assalamu alaikum to Atta Yakub. How are you? Wa alaikum assalam. I am I'm very good, Kansom. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, delighted to be able to share some of my, my journey and my story. But also good to see you. Like you said, a fellow fellow Glaswegian, Southsider, uh, sports activist and, and everything else. And we'll probably have more parallels as today goes on. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I hear more about your football um, and your involvement in football. I think there'll be a lot of similarities with me and my and my cricket as well. Yeah. Um, but let's get straight. In. Let's 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 take you back a little bit. Let's get your uh, your memory working. Um, so you mentioned Southside of Glasgow. Uh, that's where you that's where you originate from. Tell me a little bit about your family background, your youth, um, and what it was like growing up in Glasgow. Yeah, I guess I guess for me, um, Gassam, growing up in the south side of Glasgow, I was just outside, kind of Govan Hill, I call it Queen's Park, first 18 years of our life. Um, my my mum raised five children, and when I say my mum, we lost our dad when we were all quite young. Uh, I was only four, so uh, I won't give my age away, but uh, good over 30 years ago. So my mum has been the pillar, um, raising five kids and, and, and those and these days is tough enough, but never mind in those days where obviously 80s, 90s, you know, from racism to challenges to one single parent, etc. Um, but she's done, I like to think she's done a sterling job, two older brothers, two older sisters. Uh, like I said, the youngest of five. Um, went to school at Cuthbertson, went to Shawn's Academy, one of the most multiracial schools there is in Scotland. Um, and then went on to university at the Strathclyde Uni to do um, technology and business studies which touch wood I've not ever had to use, um, was an active member in the Boys' Brigade, albeit I, I joined because of the, the football aspect of it. I just wanted to play football with the boys. Um, but you know what? Boys' Brigade, now reflecting on it, it taught you discipline, it taught you teamwork, it taught you structure. And, and now with what I do, all those little elements help. So, yeah, that was, that was a very quick pit stop. Obviously, loved football growing up, loved sports. Um, just, just love being around people. And my, my, my one of my brothers, he, he was modelling full time in London. Um, and as a as a as a wee guy, I was just like always in awe of him, you know. And he had these this cool long hair, and I thought I was cool, so I grew it to there as well. Obviously, not very cool. Um, and then through him, uh, an agency approached me to do some modelling work, and I thought, why not? You know, let's let's do it all. And I guess that. That thing around just doing it all and trying my hand at whatever came, whatever God put before me and giving it your best shot is, is where I've landed. And Alhamdulillah, you know, thank God I've been able to build a bit of a profile thanks to that. Um, and through that modelling, I was able to have this massive acting opportunity that I'm sure you're going to ask me about. Yes, absolutely. First of all, I want to mention your dear mum. You know, that's, um, you know, a lot of credit goes to your mother. Um, you know, it's uh, five kids and the fact that you've evolved, you know, I'm, I don't know about all the other siblings, but I'm assuming they've all gone on to do something successful in their life. Uh, yeah. 
you obviously have done a lot of successful things that we're going to go on to touch on. So shout out to your dear mother. Um, you know, that's uh, that's incredible. Um, sounds like a pretty cool childhood. Just a typical Glasgow boy. Loved the sport. Um, and and you, had a, you had a role model in your brother. Um, yeah. But, you know, the acting, the, the, the modelling obviously went, went all right. And then my first time coming across you properly, I think you might be a year or two older than me. We don't want to, we don't, we don't want to mention that on this podcast. Um, but was when you starred in the movie, A Fond Kiss. Now, I want to really know about this story because funnily enough, you played a, a young chap called Gassim. Great name, in the movie. great name. And, uh, you know, you were you had a, a relationship with a, an Irish, Irish woman and that obviously had a backlash from your uh, Pakistani side of the family, um, and it had a lot of complications, which I'm sure many Asian uh, men like yourself who played in that role have probably been involved with. So I thought it was a really cool, cool story. How did it come about? So just just before we go to that, Gasm, I just want to say, obviously, when you said about upbringing, we, we don't have any extended family in Glasgow. So my mum and the network that she has through people and community was, was really what's made me and I guess in terms of what I do now, in terms of work, and I know we'll, we'll talk about it later, um, you know, people, uh, you know, without it sounding cheesy, the Glasgow people and people around us has really what's made me as well. But, but going back to A Fond Kiss and going to start off A Fond Kiss, um, like I said, I was doing part-time modelling. I was doing a, a fairly decent uni course. And I remember my agent calling me saying, you know, there's this, there's this guy, you know, he's a director, he wants to do this some of these workshops and want to see you for an audition. And, I, you know, when you're younger, you're gallus. Nothing phases you, you know. And even now, you know, you get phased because you overthink things. But at that age, uh-huh. I, 20, so 24, I went in, met, met Ken Loach. Didn't know who Ken Loach was. Acclaimed director who also, you know, who has a, a real social um, following around the, the types of films he makes. And didn't know at the time that this was the third film he was making in Scotland. The first one being... Uh, my name is Joe with the great actor Peter Mullen. The second one being uh, God Sweet 16 with Martin Comston, who we all know. And, and the third one being Aphon Kiss. So I'm up with some real strong characters there, but I don't, I didn't know any of this cast. So I just went in, met Ken Loach. <clears throat> he said, have you ever done acting before? No, I told him a bit about my family and my history. Seemed to like me. So we called for an audition. And again, my agent was like, I think, I think they like you. And I was like, well, I'll go again. And, they started introducing me to other actors and actresses, and I thought, this must be good if they're putting me in with different people to see what that look might be like. So I was working with different actresses, and he was just putting in real soft scenarios of what a relationship could be like. Um, you know, if you're at a cafe with your partner, what kind of conversation you would have. And, and unbeknown to me, that's him finding out about how someone works together, how they communicate, how that realism and that natural rawness he can he can bring that out and because I wasn't a trained actor Gassim, he he just let me go with the flow and honestly I, he, he changed my life that that whole process oh. made my life I, I remember going down to see Manchester United versus Real Madrid me and the boys have got tickets it was a 3-3 game the old the old Real Madrid sorry the 4-3 game the old Ronaldo like Zidane Zidane etc like, I remember the know, game I think I remember the game classic Classic, right? So we were we were travelling down and I got a call from my agent and those wee little Nokia phones that you had then and they were like, listen, they want to see you back the next day and they want you to meet the director and the producer and the writer. And I'm like this to the boys. I went, I need to go back to Glasgow. They're like, well, we're staying over here so you can. 
watched the game, got to the hotel, had an early night, and they dropped me off to the train station. First train back, I came straight to Glasgow, met with those three, Rebecca O'Brien, Paul Laverty, Ken Loach, and that afternoon I got a call from my agent to say I'd got the part, and I started crying because I didn't quite know Gasson what it was, but I just thought I was going to be in a film and a lead role in a film. A lead role in a film that then travelled the world, allowed me to travel the world. It made me go and see festivals. It made me do interviews on TV and film. It brought an agent to me, a new agent that was all about acting. It just was incredible, bro, and very humbling. And alhamdulillah, God, God, you know, there's different reasons for different things that happen, but it just, it just totally shaped what I do and how I'm trying to do it. And it's been, it's been unbelievable. It was a great movie. It really was. I've actually watched it, watched it a couple of times. What's it like? You know, you had no acting experience, as you said. So was it like you've had this childhood where you're leading up to this? This is just kind of, sounds like you've just, you know, stumbled, it's, it's come up, stumbled yeah. across you and you've yeah. got this great opportunity. But you would have been going on set, I'd imagine, with experienced actors and actresses. Yeah. So, you know, it comes back to, if that was to happen maybe right now out of the blue, oh. you would be like, oh my God, yeah. how am I going to... Such a great question, Gasson, because like I said, you have this rawness, you have this gallus, you have this approach of, I'll take on anything and you don't think about it. You're right. I, I've, I've done jobs since then where I go to set and there's egos, there's there's personalities, there's 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 a there's a there's an industry that has bits of uh, that's been tarnished a little bit, which which challenges you because you know what you're just another guy that's competing with with some bigger actors. I didn't feel it at this point at all, Gasson. Firstly, because of the team Ken Loach has around him, the way he works. So he unveiled the script to me on a daily basis, Gasson. So I used to go home and read the script every night, which again now would be quite challenging because I've got a kid, I've got this, I've got that. Then I was just like home reading, learning my lines. The next day they would pick me up, so I was I was getting picked up, going costume, bad makeup on, you know, getting my breakfast, and thought, oh god, I could I could get used to this. I didn't know how to drive, Carson, at the time. They put me through my driving license, wow, and wow. and I remember at one point in the film, and, and like you said, it's me, it's a relationship between me and an Irish Catholic girl, and Ken Loach came to me and he goes, oh, do you have a passport? And I went, yeah, yeah, got a passport. He goes, oh, okay, um, you might be going on holiday. I was. Wait, what are you talking about? Like he goes, oh, you know, if you're in a relationship, you go on a holiday, don't you? And I went, I'm, are we are we going away? And he was like, yeah. So within three days, I never obviously production deals with it all, but we were off to Malaga. You know, we we spent four days in Spain, and it was it was just incredible. Like this wee guy, like you said, Pakistani, South Side, never done a film before in his life, past his driving on set every day in front of a camera, you know best of gear at that time in terms of what they give you and everything it was just so humbling bro and I was like it was a bit of a dream almost um, and then obviously as as you see the finished article you start doing the interviews you go to Berlin for the world premiere down a red carpet and it just blew my mind honestly bro it blew my mind it's, it's, you know listen to it, it it just sounds absolutely incredible it sounds like you know you really you got that that movie, an actual proper blockbuster movie, red carpet, rubbing shoulders with all the who's who, I'd imagine, of, uh, yeah. of that industry. Um, yeah. And you're just a bit, you're just a complete baby. And it uh, must have just been like, you must have been like a sponge just soaking it all up. Uh, honestly, it, it was a sponge soaking it all up. It was, 
a rabbit caught in the headlights. You call it what you want. I just, I just, and, and what, which is weird because, because families in our, in our culture aren't so connected, no one really got what I was doing, right? Like, they'll encourage you because as you get older, they get to know what the industry's about. But at that age, you know, going off to Berlin, going off to do film festivals in the US, BBC doing a documentary on me, mashallah, so many, so many different things added to it. But you don't really get that, how are you getting on, you know, what, what are you going through at the moment? Because only you know this and you don't reflect on it at that point either. You have to step back after 10, 15 years and go, wow, I did this, I achieved this. You know, and only now in this position you can do that and, and share that and motivate other people to do it. Don't get me wrong, you want to continue doing it yourself more and more as well. But, you know, you, you have to, there's a reality check that comes in sometimes uh, in this industry as well. But at that time, Gassam, a fun kiss was just incredible. It just changed my life in, 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 in the best way. And, and, and the advice Ken Lodge gave was, look, you know, great, you're going to sign up with an agent, but keep doing what you're doing. I was, I was doing some youth work at the time. I was involved with the community. I was doing my degree. I managed to get a job straight after it around uh, working for a youth counselling agency. So he was he was always encouraging me to keep that humbleness, keep your feet on the ground because he wasn't sure where I would want to go or not. He didn't want to fully encourage me to get into an industry that he's probably seen ups and downs in. He was just trying to be honest with me as possible. And I'm so glad, alhamdulillah, that I've managed to keep at that level with it. Proud of you for that. Um, watched the movie, like I said, you were very, very good. Um, loved the Glaswegian accent with the Pakistani, Pakistani Glaswegian accent on screen. It was nice <laughs> to see. Um, powerful story, as I said, that I'm sure many people can relate to. Um, where did it then? So you, you mentioned you went into like community work and stuff. Did did there was there no further quick opportunities that maybe came in the act in the acting? No, no, there was, there was because it, it took about it took about a year or so to release. Um, people forget that it takes time for pre-production, etc. Yep. Um, it, took, it took a little bit of a while to release, so I managed to sign up with an agent, a really big agent actually in London. Excuse me. And then I got some really good jobs at the back of it. Um, I played a, a counsellor in a Channel 4 uh, programme called Legless. Um, I got a number of different other credits at that time, Doctors, Nina's Heavenly Delights. Any kind of production that was coming up, I was just you know, having small parts. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say too many big parts, but two or three big parts from it. Um, and, and you know, I was, I was just digesting it all and really trying to soak it in. There was a, there was a job in Pakistan that uh, uh, BBC were commissioning around uh, called Karachi Uncovered. So I flew out to my homeland, which was, again, another brilliant experience because I hadn't been to Pakistan in over 20 years. Wow. And I went to Karachi, which which again, this is going back 10, 15 years now, and Karachi was so advanced, even, you know, I know it's even more advanced now, but just seeing the glitterazzi in, in Karachi, the acting, the, the promo stuff, the TV stuff, it, all this happened as a result of Avon Kiss. This profile, this this uh, this Atta Yankub, if you can call it that, without sounding like an arse, it was just as a result of all that. So, yeah, opportunities came, but I'm not going to lie, Gassam, the opportunities came and then suddenly there was a dip, you know, it went really, really quiet for me. Um, helps, it affects your confidence, it affects all aspects of what you are and who you, what you're doing. I went down to London, that wasn't very successful and, and then I came back and almost, I wouldn't say reinvented myself because 
you know, but you, you change strategies, you mature, you learn from experiences. And then I got this cracking job in Germany um, where I had to learn German and I had a lead part in a German uh, drama, which was... Bloody hell. That was, that, that, that's a tough... That's to take on another language to play in a, in a role. That's, that's, a, that's, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that, that happened maybe about five, six years after Afon Kiss. So was, and again, for me, that experience in itself was just incredible because I was out with my comfort zone. I had learned a new language. I was staying for two months in Leipzig, which is east of Berlin, and um, made some unbelievable friends. Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch jetzt, aber, you know, I can speak little bits of German now. And it was just a different experience, bro, you know, and one of that I love just as much. So... My, my profile was building. Like I said, there was there was dips. And, and now it's all about how do you maintain that? How do you, you know, go on a little course? How do you go on an accent course? How do you fit that into everything else that you do now? That's what the, the challenge is now. It's, it's, it's not an easy industry. It's a very competitive industry. So I'm not surprised you had some some ups and some downs. It all isn't hunky-dory, I'd imagine, uh, being in that. It's a... Uh, it has a lot of disappointment in it at times, so it's it's, yeah. it's no easy. Same with musicians as well. Such a competitive industry. Yeah. Um, working in the UK, then you mentioned you had this stint abroad. Anywhere else that you went abroad working? Um, ironically, again, Pakistan. I did a film called Good Morning Karachi, and I had to talk like this the whole time. I was I was playing a quite a cool character, but again, so it was it was it was Castle because. This, this happened as a result of the producers from Germany, the German film, recommended me to this Pakistani film, right? Wow. So I went to, again, went to Pakistan, Karachi again, and they were hating me, bro, because they could have picked an actor from there, right? And they were, they were really like, I wouldn't say negative towards me, but I knew underlying there was like, who's this guy? Okay, he's done a bit of work, but we've got about a million actors here that could have done this. But again, the connections you build, the productions that you do, was what got me there. So we did a film called Good Morning Karachi. Again, had a really nice part, uh, a kind of male lead. Um, but working out there was, was, again, incredible. Just, you know, it wasn't a documentary the way I did before with the BBC. This was more acting. Um, it was about um, female empowerment, about uh, how a young girl from, from the kind of, um, kind of poverty reaches and has aspirations. to this sort of lovely story. Uh, and I and I was really hoping I wasn't playing this mean character who's got you know got the suave and takes advantage of it and and very much I didn't I thankfully I played someone who kind of helps her in that journey. There's a bit of a love interest as well. Um, so do you know what, bro? It was it was a cracking experience, great fun to do, um, great laughs doing it. And again, another lovely credit on my on my on my profile and, and on my spotlight CV. Um, so I'm going to put that I'm going to put that on my list. Good morning, Karachi. I've not seen yes. that. So I will. Uh, I'm going to be. I'm going to be looking that up, and uh, I, I need to see this. Uh, this action. This this accent of yours uh, and work. It sounds like it was quite a. Sounds like it was quite a nice nice movie. Um. So you experienced. What age are you right now? Right now. Not right this minute. What age are you at that moment in your career? I'm. I'm a bit five six years ago. So I'm a bit. You know, thirty four or something. Right. Okay. Thirty two. Thirty three. Yeah. Okay. So. You were obviously you're you've always been involved with a lot of things, a lot of different initiatives in Glasgow. That's where I've always seen you here yeah. there. You know, you're you, you do presenting as well. Tell me about some of the other things that you've done then. So presenting, for instance, um, you've also worked with the, the Princess Trust 
I think yeah. that's something more more recent. Maybe we can come on to that. But tell me about your presenting stuff. So, so my presenting stuff again, it, it comes from it comes from Avon Kiss. It comes from the profile. Um, and when when I went to Pakistan for the first documentary many moons ago, that was my first insight into you know uh, doing pieces to camera, um, getting a script and I'm memorizing really quickly and delivering my lines to camera. So I was building my presenting skills up as, as I was going along. Locally, in terms of the community, I've always been involved with community work, be it at uh, a youth level, be it with show races on the red card, who I used to do um, work with in schools, etc. I always try mm-hmm. to keep on a, a full-time job, Cancer. I've not been blessed with, um, you know, family kind of support in that respect is, you know, we, 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 we knuckle down and we get it done. You know, I've not come from any hand-me-downs at all. Uh, Alhamdulillah, it's, 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 you know, we've, we've done good, like you said, but it's, it's never, it's always been a graft. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being involved with that, community events and stuff, starting hosting them, you know, putting my name out there. And then, and then I guess I, I should really send you it, just building up contacts and networks and people from production companies asking me to present a, a story that I did recently, well, last year, two years ago, excuse me, on um, Mohamed Salim, the first Indian footballer to come to Celtic. I did a story for the People's History Programme. Um, I did a programme last year called Getaways, the BBC Scotland Commission. So it'd be great to do something like this regular. You know, that's, that's, that's the kind of aim. But these little freelance jobs that come about just come about as a result of your profile, the fact that, you know, people see you and get you involved in, in hosting things because you know you can carry yourself, you're going to be professional, you're going to, like you said, be, be punctual and, and get things done and, and be honest with it. So Alhamdulillah, it's just, it's just built from that, from that you know, profile from the start and building on experiences and, and getting some training as I went along. Spent some time in London, like I said. If I wasn't getting work, I was going and doing some classes, you know, because that, that helps build your, your, your confidence and your skill set. The power of networking is incredible. Um, I've, uh, you know, you'll know like, this through the work you're doing just now. Yeah, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying because playing cricket, you know, you were all constantly meeting people. And um, then in the business world, you're constantly meeting people who can open other. And then in the podcasting world, the networking has been so powerful that you just don't know who you could be speaking to tomorrow because your profile is is going. So I can, I never quite starred in a lead role in a movie like yourself but i can i can understand what where you're coming from and it's amazing that 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 movie has opened up so many different avenues for you to, to the point that you've done literally a bit of everything would it be safe to say master of master of many trades you know i've just i've lost my Jack of all trades master of none thank you very much thank you very much um no. <laughs> so, i hope not i hope not i think i think um I think whatever whatever I've been asked to do and wherever I've been trying to do it, you know, you like you said, you, you give you give your all doing it. But of course, you know, like any actor or presenter, do I want a, a regular gig? Absolutely. Um, and I guess when that moment comes, if it comes again, because maybe some people start off the way I, I am now and build up to that Afon Kiss role, whereas for me it was a flip. I started up there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was no. No little steps towards playing a, a little role here and a little. You were straight in a lead role. Yeah. That's but that's, as, as now, as I get the little roles, I get the little roles, and sometimes those little roles can can progress. And you know, you get two, three episodes. Sometimes you get one, two lines. But 
life is different for me now. And, and as you know, I've, I've got a fairly new family like yourself. Uh, I work full time. So again, if it's not meant to go in that direction, as a, as a younger actor, I would have been a little bit more anxious and worried and, you know, how do I do this? Whereas now you, you, you count your blessings and, and, you, and you do what you can do. And as long as you've got that contentment, but you don't give up that fight, then you'll be all right. Great words, great inspiration to anybody listening out there as well. I mean, that's that's powerful stuff. You know, any youngsters out there who are wishing to aspire to do something with their life, I, I hope they get a chance to listen to some of your your knowledge because it's it's second to none. Passion for football. Now, <laughs> you say you're a fat, you're a fan of football. Are you any good at football? Never played against you or anything. Are you? No, what's, your, what's your skill level like? No, I've always I've always been better than average. That's good. Better than average is good. What position what position do you like to play? Midfield. I play plenty midfield. And when I say passion for football, and you know, you're from the south side of Glasgow, your your friends hate on you because most of them are Celtic supporters and I'm not, right? So that's that's always a challenge in itself. But I used to play at school level, went into boys' brigade, and, and that was kind of I remember though at a boys' brigade, um winning player of the year one year as holding midfielder, that shows you how fast I was, right? Because I wasn't fast. I just held the midfield. But um, Stuart McCall... Somebody's got, to do it. Somebody's got to do that role. Might as well be me. And Stuart McCall presented me with the, the trophy. And um, I remember listening to the radio the other day and, and we were driving. He was co-commentating with Pat Bonner. And my wife was, what are you listening to this for? I was listening to I don't know, maybe Rangers or someone before they clinched the title. And I went, by the way, that guy, he presented me with that trophy. And she was like... Aye, who knows him? I was like, I know him. That's all I'm I know him. I know him. So to your wife, if she's watching this, I know Stuart McCall as well, famous footballer for, for Glasgow Rangers, holding midfield player, tough. So, you know, you, the, the, the perfect man to get that award off and, and, and it must have been an honour to receive that from him. So you've been involved in two football organisations. Yeah. Uh, so, there's Ansar and there's SFA, but tell me, tell me more yeah, about it. No, so, so the Ansar, Ansar is my... Again, it's like all those things I juggle. Ansar is a part of me, bro. My, my best friend and I, uh, we set up Glasgow and SAR. And SAR is uh, all nations, sports, arts, recreation. We we provide sports opportunities for young people from uh, predominantly Pakistani and Indian communities. But we're opening, we, we've opened it out to a lot more diverse. We've got a, a couple of football teams. We run an academy. I do the coaching at the academy along with a no, number of volunteers on a Sunday. So if you want to bring your kids, uh, Sunday at Goals and Shawlands. Yep. I just want to come and see. We've got a great setup, and we try to do work with, with young females through, through netball and other sports. And then we're trying to, you know, get them into other aspects of arts and recreation as well. So Ansar is it's a part of me. And after London, when I came back, there was a role with SFA around equity, uh, and I applied for a role and, and I became an equity officer. So essentially, I was working at the grassroots levels for the Scottish Football Association and trying to really the grassroots get young people get communities from 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 our backgrounds involved in football but structurally involved as coaches as referees as players what structures are there and alhamdulillah we, we managed to set up a number of different academies that are running just now through charities and through through other groups and um, so i was involved with sfa i got up to my c license and uh, for coaching and then it was time for a change and i moved to the princess trust to to do more development work with youth around employability, around um, personal development programs, and I'm currently head of community engagement at the Princess Trust. So these are my these were my full-time jobs in terms of SFA and Princess Trust. Um, 
they're, they're the bread and butter. I, I do that every day and everything else works around, around that somehow. Somehow, it'd be interesting to see how that diary, you know, you could get a phone call right now. For all we know, you could be starring in a, in a, in a big movie that's coming out in, in, a, in a six months' time. Who knows? Like, you're, you're actually in that kind of life, that kind of situation where, who knows? Still a young man. Maybe your acting career will even, maybe they'll like you as an older as the, as an older, you, you just don't know what you don't know what's going to come. You've, you've got the profile now. You've been in been involved in things like that. So who who knows what might come about? But it's really cool with answer. I've known of it. I've never actually been involved uh, in the in anything to do with it. I, I played a bit of football with them family when I was younger, so I played wow. a bit of football. But I never ever got involved. But I've heard about answer for years. Yeah. How many years you've been running now? Then in total, over twenty. Wow. Over twenty. We 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 at one point. Um, we at one point had two adult teams we had youth teams um, obviously we had an academy, we had summer programs and of course you know a lot of it is dependent on funding and time and commitment and stuff and we were all young enough to, to fully invest that you know we were running leagues around five asides etc um, but you know things change, people move on etc so the core of that is sorry the core of that has remained but Different elements that we, we, we dropped off have, have dropped off. We even had a cricket team once, Cassim. Um, yeah. When I mentioned yourself to a good friend of mine, he, he goes, oh, he's a great cricketer. And he knew far more about you than me. So I was like, well, I, think I'm, I think I want to be on his podcast. He went, he's a lovely guy and all that. I goes, I know the name, but I've never met you. So yeah. when you did reach out to me, I thought, I phoned him and I goes, by the way, I want to be on. He goes, nice one, I do it. So you know what? It all works out, you know, all, all these stars align, as they say. Come back around, don't you? It's, it's, it's actually, it's strange because I've seen you so many times through the years and it's strange that we haven't actually ever engaged because you've obviously been involved in, in sport, fellow, um, and, and and it's nothing that, it's just not, it's, it's just, you've probably been busy doing what you're doing, I'm busy doing what I'm doing, um, and it brings us full circle to sitting here talking on a podcast, shows you how the, the power of, of of life and the world, you, you, just, you just don't know. Um Princess Trust, that's a, that sounds like a really cool role that you're involved yeah. with now. Tell me yeah. a bit more about that. Yeah, so so essentially, Cassim, you know, throughout throughout my kind of career, not only acting, presenting, community, you know, there's always been a, a notion to obviously earn because you know we, we need to live and we need to support, but also to, to to kind of give back and find opportunity for young people and, and communities and. And this role, when I first joined them, was all around engaging with uh, Muslim and ethnic minority young people in schools. I went into the education stream, so it was, I was focusing on you know, genetic community. I then went into business development. So over the last four or five years with the Princess Trust, I've held a number of different roles. And it's all about empowering youth. It's all about giving them access to employability, enterprise, personal social development. And, and obviously working for the Trust is massive because of association to Prince uh, Prince Charles, the, the the credibility that's got throughout the UK and worldwide. And I've been very fortunate. I've worked for the SFA, which is a big sporting institute, and now working for one of the leading charities is is, is very is very humbling, but also um, a great a great way for me to you know get 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 really into those communities and get them to embrace some of the stuff we do. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't always work. You know, when I, when I talk about community, I'm talking largely about black and people of color, Pakistani, Indian, asylum-seeking refugees. Bringing, bridging those gaps is not easy because communities have their own challenges. 
you know, you look, you go to Govan Hill, for example, Big Eastern European community, what are we doing for them? Not enough. I could be engaging more to get more relatable role models from that community to pass these messages on. So there's loads of work on some still to be done, but what vehicles can be used? Cricket, football, these are the vehicles, employability, giving them actual positive outcomes. These are the vehicles or tools that we can use at the Princess Trust to give that opportunity and then lead young people into better lives. So how can how can people get involved? How can they, I'm a young teenager, not really got much opportunity. Yeah. How can I get involved? How would I be, How would, would I approach somebody like yourself? How would I go about it? Yeah, great question. Again, now, now, now there's so many ways. Before it used to be the old school, when we were younger, we need to chat on a door and somebody comes in and then we talk to them. You know, yeah. you get case workers, that's still the case. But now there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn, there's websites. You know, that's just four things that we didn't have or if we had, we didn't know about. Um, all these things, you see posters, we've got posters up on, the, uh, on bus stops, etc. It's just about making that engagement. It's about finding... Uh, you might find something that, that appeals to you. You know, we do programs like getting into retail, getting into construction, whatever industry it is, we try to uh, program our delivery so it suits a young person's needs. So it could be get into, as we're talking, say get into fo coaching football. You know, we might work with Rangers or Celtic to, to do that. We, we're not at the moment, but we have done in the past. So it's just about finding through these brilliant organisations as well, how they are connecting to Princess Trust and just make a connect with us. Job centres, they know about us as well. So there's so many different ways, bro, and I hope I've highlighted some of them. Absolutely. And the power of sport is just incredible. I mean, uh, I've seen firsthand all over the world, Got the, had the pleasure of, of being lucky enough to travel the world myself. And sport, everywhere you go, brings people together. It's interesting you bring up Coven Hill and the fact that there maybe isn't a lot of opportunities for a lot of these kids in that area. You know, getting them involved in something like a, a local football tournament and or, you know, encouraging their parents to come along and engage, get to know other people and stuff is so powerful. Um, and I think uh, the role that you're doing and what the Princess Trust are doing is is excellent. The pandemic might have made things a little bit tricky for yeah. you as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and again, Gasm, um, it's not, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good community organisations out there that are doing that. And, and sometimes they focus on a community, which... Again, through through funding, through their through their niche, that's all they can do. Uh, I guess Princess Trust, I'm neutral. I, I want to work with everyone. Do you know what I mean? I don't have, excuse me, I don't want to work on just a community. Um, but you're right, the pandemic has just highlighted even more that young people are at even more threat and challenged even more when it comes to mental health, future outcomes, um, stress levels. You know, we, the list goes on and on, you know, and, and the fact that we are coming out of it and there's a number of different schemes like Kickstart that the government are initiating. We are, we are utilising them to support young people. This pandemic, you know, we are coming out of it and, and I really encourage whoever listens to, to pass that message on to younger people. And if young people are listening, you know, that there's, there's opportunities out there, but you have to be a little bit more proactive as well and come and speak to people because they will, they will lend you a, a helping hand. Brilliant. Um, it's, 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 it's all, and all this is being done and happening while I know you're now in a situation where reality has set in. You know, young Atai Coop, high flyer, jumping about to <laughs> London, you know, Germany, off to Malaga. Those days are, those days are, 
Go on. You're like, they're gone now. You 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 have a mashallah young uh, young is it young young do- married and you have a, a young daughter. Yeah, yeah. If I, if, I turn, if I turn the camera around, you would notice her, her slide and little car in the in the garden, um, because the house has just been taken over by her. She's got well, what I did kids. notice was before we came on, you were eating her sweets. <laughs> she shouldn't be having sweets. Listen, that's what I tell her, right? But my, my wife left a wee jar there. It's probably just to, uh, for me to finish off. But yeah, alhamdulillah, um, a, a young, uh, beautiful wee daughter, um, now one-year-old. And yeah, you know what? That's that's life, in it? Everything else is just secondary then. Well, you'll know the feeling when you go to do anything now, it feels like you're doing 10 times this the amount that you're having to do because this little... This little bundle of joy that you have. You know, my daughter's a little bit older, 16, 17 months now. So you have some fun and games to come. And, you know, the next six months, the change will happen immensely. And, and you'll be getting uh, pulled from pillar to post. I guarantee, I guarantee you that. So how, how do you, does your, does your wife, is she, is she a professional? Is she working? Or how do you juggle, how do you juggle things? Yeah, no, she's, she's part-time. She's working part-time. And uh, her, her mum... Her mum and dad look after Hidayah uh, when she's working. Um, I'm obviously working full time, so yeah, that's that's the kind of dynamic, I guess. Um, and it's just it's just life. We just just make it happen. So um, we we yeah we we make it work, uh, mashallah. And yeah, it's just you just you have to do it. That's the thing. You, there's no there's no formula, and if there is a formula, I'd like to see it. But whatever uh, dynamic you're in, you 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 make it work. And currently, it's working for us. Fingers crossed. No, good, good, good for you. Good for you. I'm wishing you all the all the best. So, Atta, we, we're coming towards the end here. You have done a lot of impressive things in your life, and I and I hope to see you go on and do lots, lots more. For young girls and guys out there, their team, 14, 15, 16, with big dreams, big aspirations, maybe want to go into acting, maybe want to go into modeling, maybe want to go into presenting. What advice do you give them? The, fir- the first bit of advice I, I give them is just try everything. Like when it comes to when it comes to opportunity, you know, be don't be so selective. If you've got the time and you've got the opportunity, go and try it. You know, if if you're there's a workshop happening that's for free somewhere, or if your parents have said, oh, why don't you go and do this? You know, we're very keen to to discourage or you know don't fully push it all the way. Be it. Yeah, acting, we need to get them away from phones and tablets and laptops and stuff because we need to experience things. Nowadays, don't get me wrong, we have to experience them virtually. That's just that's just norm. But I would say just just give give everything a little try out. That's what I did from, from the modeling to the acting. And like you said, you know, you could be doing all this, but are you a master of any of them? And I probably can't answer that. But that that wealth of experience and passion and love, if anything, has just given me experiences, it's given me joy, it's given me stories, it's given me uh, uh, a wealth of, you know what, I really liked that, or that wasn't that good, but you know what, I tried it, didn't I? You yeah, know, I tried, you know, we held cricket tournaments back in the days when I was an umpire because I wasn't very good at cricket, but I experienced all these guys who were brilliant, I was like, I wish I could do that, but I could probably do that as a footballer, you know, it's just having that wide array of, of things, and, and you know, I'm doing a little bit of we're doing some workshops just now around filmmaking and I'm bringing in facilitators to work with young people and they're so standoffish, the young people, they don't want to show any emotion or tell you what it is. And I say to them, it's okay to talk, and, but they don't. So it's just that the tr- young people are trying to conform to what they see in reality TV or they see, 
you know, with the best of fashion or with best of hair and lips and whatever that might be. And it's a shame because they're missing out on just being and being innocent and just getting lost in that person who who makes those mistakes and tries to have that perfection all the time. And that's unfair on them, but that's part of society and media and everything else. So I, I don't know if that answers your question, Gasson, but oh, it's, it just, it's just it trying does. stuff and, and being a bit vulnerable, do you know what I mean? And, and not being not being worried to ask questions or, or you know, be yourself, really. Ultimately, yeah, yeah you're so right. People are, are, are feel that they have to be molded a certain way when they're when they're doing things. And I love that advice. You know, anybody that asks me about sport, for instance, I'll always say to them, play everything. You know, play badminton, play tennis, play you name it, yeah. do it. Yeah. Because you don't know where it might stick or where you might just find, you know what, I prefer this. To, to, to that so try to try everything listen it's been an absolute pleasure it's been a, a great insight I'm finally uh, <laughs> overjoyed to have sat down and got the chance to speak to you know the famous Atta Yacoub the, <laughs> Scottish Pakistani, the, the only Scottish Pakistani actor I, I know and I hope some other people will see this and we might see some other people coming through because yeah, no. there is a shortage of people from our background as well as yeah. other backgrounds and roles, the, the type of roles that you have been in, involved in yes. your football, involved in acting. So I hope this uh, this gives inspiration to thank you. like that. Gasm, thank you. And, and you know what? There are, there are some, they're making they're making great inroads as well and, and hats off to them because it's a struggle and it's a challenge, but everyone's everyone's trying to live live their own dream. And I've just been very humbled and been, you know, been able to get all this and, and, you know, I've, I've not mentioned some of the productions that I've worked on, but uh, I think on a separate note, I'll send you maybe my showreel uh, for Just acting and presenting, and, and you might have a look and go, "Wow, Ephon Kiss isn't even in this," you know, because that was that was many moons ago. So, um, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Like you said, it's great meeting you, great sitting down with you. I'm glad we're on kind of similar journeys at the moment, the same some things, uh, and I hope this is a, a continuation of our friendship rather than just a a, a podcast chit chat. Well, listen, we need to try. I need to come down and get involved in a football game soon. It's been a while since I kicked the ball, so I would love to love to see if I could uh, put you under a bit of pressure on that holding midfielder role. I like to be a bit more attacking minded, so that would that that would be good. Maybe we can get you down to to, to a cricket tournament or something to to come down and experience it. If I can ever do anything to help anything that you're doing, would love to do so. So yeah, yeah, bro, it's uh, it's nice to be connected, and uh, here's to the future, inshallah. Okay, well, take care. Thank you. Take care.